0: Live from the ESPN 690 and and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Bengals and Browns tonight. Push it all in, okay? Push it all in on the Browns. Yeah. The Browns going to win big.
1: For sure. You think big? Yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of on the same page right now. Six-point favorites, that's it? I know. Take I, it to the house. I mean, if not now, then when? Is it at Cincinnati, though, or is it Cleveland? It's in Cleveland. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just, I... You getting yours in right now? You putting something on it right this second? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure I know I mean, I you, know you jump right on that. the
1: computer. It's in Cleveland. No. You, don't tr- you don't believe well, me? I don't go myself when you I go on the computer. You trust me. I, I don't trust you. I don't, know. No, it's uh, we've been going back and forth on Jim Irsay all day, so I've been checking that as well. Oh, with him. <laughs> did you, did you see that poor dude?
0: I, I started to, and then I
1: didn't see the whole thing. Oh, did man. he actually bench that weight? Hey, didn't even attempt to lift anything, he put his hands around it, and then end video. Oh, really? So, you know what that means the dude put 315 on the bar just to stand behind it. <laughs> that's, that's all he did. What a character he is. You're not lying, man. Did, did you get? Did you hear the whole video? Did you get motivated from it, the, the part that you heard or not? No, I didn't. Like, if you're, if you're a Colts player, if you're Justin Houston, right, and, and you've been around the league for a while, if you're Justin Houston right now, I'm like, man, Jaguars beat us. That was a rough one. You know, like, we're supposed to win that game in Jacksonville. It was a hot one. We got Minnesota now. It's going to be a tough game. Whoa, what's this? Our owner came out and said something? What? Wait, what? Our GM came out and said something? Oh, dude. Like, Colts Super Bowl for sure. Now, like, I'm sure the Colts Super Bowl odds just went up like – you know, to minus 200 now just because of Jim Irsay's <laughs> speech. It's insane.
0: Oh, my gosh. Get out of the weight room, Jim. That's what I'm saying. Hey, we have the wall that says it all today. Do you remember
1: that? We're doing that? Good. I'm glad I to think, hear
0: it. I think. <laughs> okay. Well, it got done. It did. Uh, the And now if if we can get it uh, to go on the screen, which Kuz is very good at, I think we'll do it. we we'll are doing it a little different because mm-hmm. technically we're not allowed to do. Uh, Go down to the TV studio and do this like we did last year. Uh, So we're actually going to do it on the radio. And if you're watching on the video feeds, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, you will be able to see some of the images we're talking about. If not, we describe it and you can uh, listen to it like we normally would anyway. Uh, So... Now that's on us. Hopefully we can paint a good picture and give you a visualization of it. But it's the wall that says it all. And there are a few plays. Uh, one I think is the first, uh, play of last week's game. Another one I think is the most underrated play of last week's game, quite frankly.
1: I mean, you're pounding hand and foot, hand and foot to get on this
0: yes. segment here. Yeah. This play right here. And then, uh, the last play is... I don't know. I'll be surprised because I can't remember. <laughs> well, we got to talk about it, so well, maybe verse
1: yourself a well, little you're bit with it. the one that
0: has to describe it. I just okay. have to tee up. has got to tee it up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, two out of three is good at getting well, all the bad, fame in that. Bad. So uh, I can do that. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Jags and maybe a little bit more about the Titans. Ryan Tannehill, is he a- the answer? I mean, are you starting to get uh, give him a lot of respect and, and credibility? Mm. Uh, can he go win games for you? Or is it all just about Derrick Henry when you talk about the uh, Tennessee Titans? It's Titans week here on uh, ESPN 690 for the Jazzville Jaguars, see if they can go to uh, 2-0. I wanted to do something because we we talked about this a lot last year, especially in the offseason, how Gardner Minshew ranked against uh, other quarterbacks that were drafted. Is it starting to look like a good quarterback class last year? Mm-hmm. From Kyler Murray to Daniel Jones to Gardner Minshew, yes, Haskins was in the mix. Drew Locke. Drew Locke is in the mix. So take a look at some of the quarterbacks and see how they got off to – Uh, whether it was a good start, a shaky start, an okay start uh, here in 2020, because there are some good moments from that class Mm -hmm. now that you look at it in totality. And uh, that's starting to bleed into this year, at least as of uh, right now. College football, here comes the Pac-12, the Mountain West. Everybody sign up. It's time to play (laughs) football again. I mean, this is the greatest follow-the-leader example we've ever seen in sports. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is like... One domino and the rest go. This was a, truly what we had said at the top. When you go all the way back, this was like alliances, right? I said, this is like a big game of Survivor. And Big 12 and ACC and SEC said, we're in it together. Yeah, And the Big 10 and the Pac-12 said, we're not. Mm-hmm. We're going to be the smart guys. And you know how I feel. I don't care who's right. Uh, I mean, hopefully they get to play football and they're all right about playing football. It would be a disaster if they're all wrong. Uh, so it looks like we're getting back to a, a chance to have a lot of football be played and one of the wackiest schedules of all time because a lot might not be played until October. Even some might kick off in November. Yeah. So, like,
1: for instance, the Pac-12, right? If they do come back in November, whenever it's going to be, it would obviously be a condensed schedule. Right, so with that being said, let's say in a perfect landscape they play eight games, okay, or maybe seven games, whatever it is. Like, you know what the goal of the Pac twelve is right now? They're trying to have their team be represented in the, in the FBS championship, right? Like they're trying to get either I don't know Utah or Oregon, whoever's going to be. They're trying to have that one representative to go to the, the 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 bowl championship here. My question to you is: Is it fair? If they only play six, seven, eight games, that they actually get an opportunity to go to the college football playoff and participate in the ball championship series? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I would
0: say in this year, I think uh, everything is game, you know. Really? Uh, I do. I I, am now maybe you have to have a threshold. It's like. You know, uh where are we at with the Miami Marlins and, and some teams? Miami seems has caught up. They're like 25 and 22, by the way. They're right in the mix to get that playoff spot, the second mm-hmm. one in the NL East. But remember, they were so far behind everybody. I think St. Louis was way far behind everybody. I'm still not They're convinced everybody's going to get to 60 games uh exactly, but that's why winning percentage could mean a lot. ACC, by the way, even said, hey, we're going off winning percentage because we know some teams might not be able to go. Look what just happened. Uh, who was it? Uh, Charlotte. Who's playing Charlotte? Oh my gosh. Uh, North Carolina. That game's been canceled this week. Yeah. Charlotte doesn't have their offensive line has been crushed by COVID-19 and they don't have offensive linemen to play. Mm-hmm. So they have to cancel the game. So is so those grimy offensive linemen. man. Yeah, so it's, it's winning percentage. Should there be a minimum? Maybe. Uh, I think it was ACC who came out last week said, Hey, we have to have at least eight teams. to be to consider ourselves, you know, to we feel like it's it's eight teams have to be still playing football. If other people bow out or or whatever, but we have to have eight teams. So I'm okay with it this year, man. If you can get in the day now listen, it might count against you. It could because you you don't have enough wins. Yeah,
1: and this is my point. But if there's
0: somebody that's six and oh and they're crushing people, I mean I would say the committee has to take that into consideration Uh, to say when well, they got four or five quality wins, they look the part. That's what the committee's supposed to be. Committee's yeah. not supposed to just go off resumes. I everything. Mean, they're supposed to be able to, hey, I watched those games on Saturday and say I think this is one of the four best teams in the country. And so I think the Pac-12 will be qualified
1: in that sense if they have a team deserving. See, here's my issue though. Would you rather take? Cause I think the SEC around they playing ten games, right? Not not counting the championship games as SEC well. is all conference games. Yep. So ten, 10 games. games, yeah. So. Would you rather have a second SEC opponent maybe make it with two losses, or would you rather have a Pac-12 opponent with one loss? Now, I guarantee it depends how these losses go down and all that stuff, but I'm saying where we sit
0: right now. Yeah, I think think, uh, the committee would probably lean toward an SEC team that maybe lost to Georgia and Alabama. Exactly. Right? Uh, Let's just say that's the case. Mm -hmm. But if that SEC team lost to Vanderbilt and Alabama, Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure they'd... Have earned a spot at the table. True, uh, and while that other team, Pac-12, is six and zero and and beating teams by twenty two points mm-hmm. on average,
1: they lost to USC or something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Wait, I like mean, team, no, yeah.
0: I, I, I just say this: with six games, you better not have a loss. Yeah, if you have to run the table to be part of the 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 dance party. Now, and again, if we have all big all Power Fives playing, somebody's left out either way. So yes, I would say the Pac-12. Is putting themselves at a bit of a disadvantage to begin the year. Uh, One because of the times that they're when they're doing the schedule. Um, But here's the thing: the reason why they're back in it isn't just for the college football playoff. New Year's Six Bowl games come into play. Dollars still are impactful because even if you get 20000 into the stadium, if that's the case, there's still money to be made. And that's part of the reason the Pac-12, I think, would still be in the conversation. It's not just about the Final Four.
1: Well, and I think what it does for college football, too, right? I mean, college football, it thrives off chaos. Anytime people are complaining because we're someone seated, like that's good for the overall game of college football. I think we can predict this year that in terms of who goes to the playoffs, there's probably going to be some controversy, right? There's going to be some unhappy people, um, which is good for college football, right? Because people are talking about it. I guess my question, though, is, and I get this year is different than any other year and probably, you know, will be the only year like this, but could you expand the playoff just to maybe appease the Pac-12, to maybe appease the Big Ten, and obviously appease the college, you know, fans out there as well.
0: That would be great. I'm listening. Everybody's calling for that anyway. True. But I'm just saying that. for this year yeah. though. See, and listen, be a if you great, any
1: excuse, why not do yeah, it? Be it this a great year, entry point. See right? how it goes, and yeah,
0: yeah. I I have a hard time believing it would happen. Mm. Um, but it's yeah. I would be all for it just because I'm all for it anyway, mm. and so. If you wanted to add it this year to give it a try like so many are doing like Major League Baseball has decided to give things a try like the DH mm-hmm. like uh the extra inning rule mm-hmm. those things I mean this is the year to do it I mean you can break from the rules in 2020 there's no doubt about it so uh that would be fascinating whether you go to 6 teams uh, or an 8 team kind of playoff uh, now that everybody's back in uh good conversation I I don't know. Uh, And I think we got to see what happens to see people play. I think that's a big thing right now going on with college football is just uh, there's a whole bunch of people I feel like around the country saying, see, the SEC, ACC, Big 12 was right. Well, Wait a minute, are they? They haven't even kicked off in the SEC. Mm -hmm. We don't know if they're right yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was the Big Ten wrong? Well, I don't know. Maybe they actually were right, and now they've got pressured into being wrong. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, they will find out. We, we don't know who's right or wrong just yet. Uh But it does look like everybody's going to play or at least try to play. The Pac-12 is the latest development uh, as the college football world continues to turn in one of the most unpredictable and wacky uh college football seasons of all time. In fact, I think it already probably uh takes the cake. Tiger Woods at the U.S. Open. What a disappointing finish, man. Oh, boy. Bogey and a double bogey to end. He ends up three over. He actually made five birdies, Uh, so he's rolling in putts, Mm. and uh, I thought got a little unlucky in his round, and then just played the 17th and 18th holes poorly, Uh, but the U.S. Open is underway. Uh, Here's the deal when it comes to Tiger. Quick thought on Tiger. To me, big Tiger guy, it's really not about the U.S. Open, in my opinion. He hasn't played well. He hasn't played a lot. Mm -hmm. and. To me, if you asked at the beginning, like I think the money was on Tiger, a lot of odds, Mm -hmm. a lot of bets on Tiger. I think eighteen percent of them because he was forty to one odds. Now, if you can get Tiger Woods at forty to one odds, I'll take my chances, right? What the heck? But he was forty to one, man. Forty to one. That means people don't think he's going to win. Yeah. Vegas doesn't think he's going to win. Well, he probably isn't going to win. But I think the whole idea is to get try to start getting into form for Augusta.
1: This is all about Augusta. This is you right now. Being Bill Belichick, being Tiger Woods' head coach, and saying, "You know what? We're on to the next one, All right? Then go on away. To the this next one. 18. We're on to the next eighteen. Let's yeah. go. Yeah.
0: yeah, It is. I actually saw some positive things. out. I thought he was swinging pretty good, pretty smooth. Thought he got a little unlucky, and then then he. Threw in some bad shots as well, so it was a little mix of everything. But I'm with you, Tiger. Not giving up on you, Tiger. You don't have to win this week, Tiger. It's okay. Like I wish you would not contend, and 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 uh, it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. But it's all about Augusta. Huh? It's trying to get in good shape for Augusta.
1: Why Why is Brent talking to Tiger Woods right now? Like Tiger Woods is a millennial, and you're like one of those classic millennial parents where everyone gets a, particip- a participation trophy. It's <laughs> okay, Tiger. You'll get the next one. Yeah. I don't, uh, Tiger needed a little hug after the round. Today. I guess he was so, a mad, man. So I'm just. And then, meanwhile, poor Ty out here is fielding 200 ground balls a day. I'm sure, and you're pushing him to the absolute limit. That's right. I yeah. mean,
0: you know, you got to earn it. You got to. <laughs> you you got to earn it. You got to. Uh, yep. Ty's just trying to make a baseball team. Yeah. Uh, this week, we'll see if he's uh, he can do that. So uh, we got a lot to talk about, right? When you say you have a lot to talk about, does that mean you really don't have anything to talk about?
1: <laughs> I was waiting for you to say what we had to talk about. What would we got to talk about, Brent? Because uh, you didn't send an email, so I have no idea where we're going today. I did,
0: too, send an email. Did you, you really? Didn't look you at the email. I said it at 1151. Oh, okay. You get the email, or do you not look at it either Coolus, today? You,
1: can you confirm? Huh? I had to make the title. Oh, yeah, here He's we go. The rundown Thursday. Yeah, we got, it. we got it. He's not listening. It's fine. Uh... Yeah, but see, it didn't, nothing popped. Oh, there we go. All right, now we got it. You saw it happen, though, right? It I went did. download. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was a little slow it's on this Wi-Fi in here. Okay, I got you. All right. <laughs> I just hey. realized my mic wasn't
0: on. So there we go. Yeah, that's all right. You... <laughs> no one's complaining. <laughs> so there we go. Austin is well prepared for the show today. Yeah, oh, we're, we're going to How we're many times it. did you watch a PS5 showcase new game launch? Realistically? Whatever. Realistically?
1: Probably a baker's dozen.
0: Did you? Yeah. How much is the PS5? We never broke that news because it crashed the internet here yesterday. <laughs> There's two prices. Kudos, drop it on them.
1: Two prices. Yeah. Yeah. There's a disc version that I believe is 5.99, I think so, and yeah. a non-disc version which is 3.99.
0: When you say disc version, what does that mean?
1: Well, you need like a disc to play the game, or you can just. Do you remember those like copy?
0: those things like CDs
1: that you? It's like you. a CD disc. Yeah
0: like you they're going back to those
1: well they, oh, they, they've, always had hey, them. Hey, they've always been there they they have? Got it. yes have you ever been to like a, a, a walmart or can a target and walked past
0: yeah yeah, yeah, the slots. Still use slots. yeah man a
1: little cd-rom things See, i use the
0: mac you don't they don't have them on these anymore man. They, they definitely do wait is that no, no you gotta plug in if you want one of those discs so, to play you gotta plug in how did you t- play a DVD? I don't. Know, I haven't played a DVD in a long time. That's
1: my point. Oh wow! You download it instead. Wow. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. Where's the where's the cassette player in that? <laughs> you, you don't have one. It's, you it's you have to buy
0: all the attachments. Yeah, for sure. If you want. Which is
1: more money? Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Lightning cord it
1: up. Oh, don't get me start on the lightning cord, man. <laughs> don't even get me started on that. I didn't
0: even know discs still work. That's yeah. good to know. I have a lot of them.
1: Yep. All right, we'll be back. We talk a little Jags to kick it off.
0: And uh, what about that defense? What did Todd Wash have to say about it? Was it good last week? Can it be better this week? Oh, they better hope so. It's next on ESPN 6.9. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna and
1: Levine studio.
0: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com.
1: I think the first question is what was the real reason they decided not to play? You know, I think that for me was was the bigger concern. Uh, I thought they pulled the the plug a little early. I think the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are such different models right now. Um, you know, Keith, from out in LA, even Oregon, even Arizona, they're, they're dealing with so many different, so much different data than what you're seeing uh, in in the Big Ten region. And I think the the reason you saw the reaction from Justin Fields and, and the parents and really everybody, the media, uh, was was they were surprised that the Big Ten, based on the data points, that they were that quick to, to respond so early.
0: That is Kirk Herbstreit talking about the latest on college football. And remember, Kirk Herbstreit, I think early on in this process, said uh, they're not going to play. Yeah. So it's been a topsy-turvy college football season. How about this? Deion Sanders is about to be named the head football coach in college football. What? Not at Florida State, but instead at Jackson State. Really? Yeah. HBCU's Jackson State, uh, in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. And here's the, here's the interesting local part of this is the first game. I think it's the first game because I know they just scheduled it this week will be against EWC, Edward Waters College. Dang. Now, it's not okay. going to be here in Jacksonville. It'll be in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. But the first game, I think it'll be his first game, unless there's another because they're still working on the schedules. But it's in February because they're, the Jackson State's going to play in the spring, and now yeah. Edward Waters is going to play a little bit in the spring too. Edward Waters actually never canceled their football season. But everybody they played in the conference, most of them come from a certain conference, and they all canceled. Mm-hmm. And so they couldn't really find an opponent. So now they're playing some in the spring, and Ed Waters has this brand new uh, football stadium that just got finished. But uh, how about that? Edward Waters man. will play Dion Sanders uh, and Jackson State. Interesting, right? I mean, Dion's been knocking on this door. He's been coaching a little high school football uh, and his son for a while, I think, too. Mm-hmm. And he's you he always see him like even when he's doing media with the NFL Network, and now he's doing the barstool stuff. But an NFL Network, he. He looked involved out on the field, you know, coaching guys up. I don't know exactly what he was doing that
1: whole time, but – I mean, we saw him here in Jacksville talk to the Jaguars a little bit. Oh, yeah, and yeah. talking to Jalen Ramsey. Like, yeah, he's very involved.
0: But, yeah, you almost see, like, in those off-season workouts, you know, like Larry Fitzgerald will have a camp. And I'm sure dion has been at some of those kind of things, right, kind of coaching guys up, like well, giving them tips, giving, showing them this or that, and and still working on the craft with some of the guys that are in the league. Corrected. I feel like he's been that. I feel like I've seen some of that well, as well
1: it, over the years. And he also, I'm not sure if he still does it, but he, when I was coming out, um, he had, like, a combine, like, prep kind of like place too. Like we okay. to the combine get faster yep, stronger yep. all that stuff Similar so was like what personal he was doing that as well
0: all right so Deion sanders is a head coach what's your take on it is it is yeah. it gimmicky is it real i mean can well, I this mean, guy can he be a head coach i mean again the florida state stuff was remember heck got thrown around mm-hmm. when they were looking last december and people are like, yeah, I'm, I think he's the one that said, I'm throwing my name in the mix. Yeah. Uh, but Ed Wright, Ed Ed Wright, Ed Reed is back at uh, Miami as like an ambassador. I think that's what they call him, like <laughs> the ambassador. Yeah. Uh, or is that Spurrier? is the ambassador. But I think I, it might be like a title for the Ed NBA Reed out of Miami. Yeah, I got you. And I mean, they even put it up like on the graphic when during the game. They showed Ed Reed and it was like, might as well, man. I mean, Miami ambassador, Miami, whatever. Yeah. And uh but this is different now. You're going to run a
1: program, and that's the big thing, right? And well, it's not fair to me to say if it's a gimmick. I mean, right now, from what we know about Deion Sanders, it could be a gimmick, right? Because he has zero coaching experience, as far as I know. Now, maybe he, you know, he's coached, you know, on a small level that we don't really know about. But like, in terms of running a program, making sure guys are getting the class, um, handling all the academic stuff that comes with it, handling the recruiting process. This is all going to be new to Deion Sanders. Now, obviously, you can surround yourself with great people who have done it before to help you out, and that's probably what he's going to do, obviously. But I'm just saying... Usually there's ways to work yourself up, right? You start as a grad assistant, then you work your way up from there and you go from there. And it's not only because it's a status thing, but also it's because it preps you. Like you, you have to see kind of behind the scenes a little bit for to make it work. Now, obviously, and with all the respect to Jackson State, they've had a bunch of NFL players, but like, you know, they're not like this D1 legit SEC, SEC program, yeah. right? So, um, I think it's a good get for Jackson State. I think in terms of recruiting, I mean, who, who doesn't want to play for uh, for Deion Sanders? Well, that's the know? question, though. Is, is that real? Uh, yes.
0: Do you really you want to go play for Deion Sanders? I mean, if you is that a recruiting tool? Uh, do I think it's a notoriety tool and get your name Jackson State? We're talking about Jackson State. You're to lead off the show yeah. <laughs> because of Deion Sanders. So I understand that part of it from a marketing standpoint, but – well, depending on, obviously, level – I'm not saying you'd go to you, – you you wouldn't go play for Alabama and Nick Saban. Instead, you'd go with Deion Sanders. Yeah. It's a different level of ball, so I get it. Um, it but it does that entice you as a parent? You, you're like, wow – or, or a kid. Yeah. you like, hey uh, – because Deion, even though he played a long time ago now – Still very relevant, I think. Right? Even young people know who he is. Yeah, I mean, there's I, a lot of guys that we might know who they are, but 18, 17, 16, 15 year old kids are like, "Who's that?"
1: Correct, right? I, I think Deion Sanders is a guy that's kind of transcended like decade by decade, I guess you would say. Right? Where even kids today know who Deion Sanders is. Listen, I think that if you have, you know, maybe a one or two star kid who's not going to go to obviously Alabama or maybe still going to get a scholarship. And you had your choice between Deion Sanders coming in to sit with you to talk to you about, um, you know, Jackson State or some other coach from a different school coming in to talk to you. That's on the same level. Probably eight times out of ten, they go with Deion Sanders. Yeah. Right. Just because I mean, that's the, that's the name. I'll tell you what, you know, you know what could
0: easily happen here. We'll see if Deion's willing to do it, mm. but he obviously knows this part of the game very well. Couldn't you see like a, you know, how last chance you and all that's, couldn't you see, oh, see like a, a Netflix docu series on Jackson State and first year of Deion Sanders? HBO, ESPN, like somebody's on the phone right now working that out. Like yeah. execs at those places are like, "Hey, this will be good." And so, again, from that standpoint, Jackson State—that's pretty smart move. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest thing about this, okay, in my opinion. See, I'm a big believer, and I don't know Dion. I mean, but Dion might be the most organized, detailed guy. He's He's got his own – he's got a huge brand, and he's been very successful. And so maybe he either is surrounded by very good people or is very good at this part of it anyway. Uh But I'm a big believer if you're going to be a good coach and you're going to be a head coach especially, you better be well organized and detailed and planned out. And if you, some of those things are not your extreme strength, you better be surrounded by people – who who are very good at that, mm-hmm. and so it'll be interesting to see who he places around him. Uh, what's his comfort level again? Not only so, not always just signing your buddy, yeah. but somebody who can make you successful. Because it feels like something like this, like you got to go and prove that you can do a pretty good job if you want to climb the ranks. Because there there is a climbing of it, even for a guy like Deion Sanders. But if he can show that he could do it, it'd be a fascinating climb to watch to potentially someday get to a florida state or or somewhere else back to his alma mater uh and we've seen plenty of guys do that i mean it's i don't know if they've had the star power of deon sanders mm-hmm. uh in the nba we've seen a bunch of former stars be coaches uh but in nfl it doesn't seem like vrabel right now with tennessee is really one of the better players that i can remember yeah. of recent time that is play i mean listen mike ditka Kellen, coach. Uh, Kellen Moore in Dallas, I mean, well, what would he's been able to do, coordinator. offensive coordinator, which yeah. is kind of
1: crazy to think about him because, I mean, there's guys on that team that are, that are older than he is.
0: Well, I think there are more of those kind of guys, right, yeah, guys that you, never, you can't even remember culture. a play, but you can't remember a play that he made in the NFL, Kellen Moore. You remember the play he made at Boise State? Yeah, I think the NFL is littered with those guys. Coaching world is littered with those guys. Guys that were just okay Mm -hmm. players, but they were really smart with the X's and O's, and and someday you knew they could Mm -hmm. be a coach. Um, But I don't know about stars. Like I can't even. I sit
1: here and I can't remember. uh, Unless you go way back in the day, Um, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Guy from San Fran. Uh, he talked to her from from, from for the Bears. Oh, Singletary. Bears. Yeah, thank you, man. I can't believe I spaced on his name. You're right. Mike Singletary. That's probably the most but, recent hey, one that wasn't been very good. good. It didn't go that well at all. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So it's just interesting uh, yeah. to see where it lands and if a guy like Deion Sanders uh, could do it. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Jags. Jags defense uh, against Tennessee. Um, I said yesterday, could the Jags win this game without being super physical? And my point of the conversation was on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be physical on the defensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. And part of my point in that conversation yesterday was if you spend too much time on that field, carry number 28, 29, 30, 31, 32 are going to be painful carries for the Jacksonville Jaguars once Derrick Henry's going still in that fourth quarter. I don't care if he carried it 31 times last week and touched it another three times, I think, uh, in the receiving game. Is this a mismatch for the Jaguars' defense, or does this really showcase everything we asked and wondered about stopping the run and the emphasis on trying to stop the run? This is the week we get to see it because let's be honest, the Jaguars did a nice job, but there's no doubt Philip Rivers and the Colts they emphasized the passing game uh, last week more than anything else.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, I can sit here and say right now that as I break down this Titans offense, you know the, they have interesting pieces with Brian Tannehill, they have AJ Brown, Corey Davis, John Smith is really good at tight end, and Jaguars historically have been bad defending against tight ends. I can sit here and break all that stuff down. I can say Hayden's got to play a lot better than he played his first game. All all this stuff but let's be honest man at the end of the day it's going to start with those front four guys the linebackers making the right calls the right reads and then the safeties coming up to help and um, I said this yesterday a little bit I'm going to repeat myself right now I think this is this has to be a Josh Jones game okay this this has to be a strong safety type game where if you're Todd Wash you bring down your strong safety you put him on the line you say you know what if Ryan Tannehill beats us so be it If A.J. Brown going into second year, he was very promising. If he beats us, so be it. If Corey Davis, who has had just an absolute quiet first four years, all of a sudden maybe has found something, if he beats us, then so be it. If John New Smith beats us, then so be it. But Derrick Henry will not beat us. Because I'll tell you what, and I'm sure Todd Walsh can attest to this. I'm sure Doug Marone can attest to this. I'm sure Dave Caldwell can attest to this. And Jaguars fans can attest to this. We're tired of seeing Derrick Henry in these highlight plays, running over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right? Like it seems like every single year, Derrick Henry has that highlight moment where it's like, all right, well, when we're breaking down the top 100 players, here's number 70 something, Derrick Henry. Oh, and here he goes, Derrick Henry against the Jacksonville Jaguars, running people over. I'm tired of it, man. All right? If I'm tired of it, I'm sure the guys in the locker room are tired of seeing it. Now, keep in mind, a lot of those guys haven't gone against Derrick Henry or aren't really conditioned uh, to stop Derrick Henry quite yet. But I'm just saying, overall, man, the past five, six years, we're tired of it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I I guess I said this a little bit earlier this week, right? I feel like – got to be nice how I say this – Uh. I try to watch my words when I use the words finesse and softer in football. Don't um, ever say
1: soft, man. Finesse is a little finesse better. Finesse is a little Speed, better. speed, to say speed.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> but listen, if we're being honest, with all due respect to a lot of those guys that have played the last few years, what we learned about that defense that was really good in 17 and even had some moments in 18 and, and we knew had talent in 19, even though didn't live up to it, is that... I think I said this at the end of last year. I can't remember a play from last football season where the Jacksonville Jaguars hit somebody. And I was like, whoa, like, look out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't run in that lane again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Where a lot of teams, the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they knock you into next week sometimes. Mm-hmm. My point being, I understand there's not as much talent on this side of the football. I get it. But. Even without as much talent, could they be a tougher football team? Could they have more of a physical presence on that side of the ball? Because, quite frankly, I associate this roster a little bit with more of a lunch pail status. Now, I don't know who those guys are. I, don't, I haven't watched Josh Jones enough to know if he's going to hit you into next week. Yeah. I, I, I know Miles can be violent. Mm-hmm. He can hit you now. I don't know if that's part of showbert's game. I, mean, I know he's a linebacker, but he's also Come known on, as an Wisconsin,
1: man. He's a blue-collar guy. Let's go.
0: But, but the book on him is he's smart. It, yeah. Yeah, that's what you hear, and he's also very athletic. Like, he's got True. underrated athleticism, which means he can cover you and all those things. Like, nobody's sitting there saying he's a slobber knocker.
1: You know, I mean, they don't say that Kinda about Kind of like Puzz was, right? Yeah. Because Puzz wasn't, maybe with all due respect to Puzz here, yeah. the most athletic guy. But Puzz would But hit obviously you. he made up for, for hitting people. Right?
0: Yeah. So I – that's you, you understand the nature of my question in, in the context of this. I do. But I do – I wonder if this team has a little bit more physicality to them on the defensive side of the ball, even if they might not have as much overall talent as the last few years.
1: See, I think it's there. Um, I think Avery Jones is a guy that doesn't get talked about a lot with that kind of, um, you know, I guess the description, but I think Avery Jones can bring some of that. Um, I think Gotsis can bring some of that. Yeah. You know, you uh, what I'm looking for this game too, like let me talk about, you gotta be physical, all this stuff, but also listen, and, and let's, let's call it like it is here. You lost Jalen Ramsey. you lost Yannick Ngakwe. Whether it was for the best, that's not the, the point here. The point is, those are the guys that kind of seem like the energy guys a little bit, right? Like if Jalen Ramsey made a play, I, I'm reminded of the, that Chiefs game, right? When he hit Tyree Kill on the sidelines, Tyree Kill yes. like, hurt his shoulder. Yes. What was Jalen Ramsey doing? Flexing over him and stuff, yeah. running back to the huddle. He's, he's shouting everything. Like When it's, it's going, going good. good. Yeah, when it's going good. You get momentum. Yeah, you get momentum. And then the same thing with Yannick Ngakoue a little bit, right? I'm reminded of the Titans game last year, I think, when him and uh, Taylor Luan went at it. Okay, If I'm not mistaken, right? On the Thursday night? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we kind of got in Taylor LeJuan's face a little bit, right? So, like, you need a couple of those guys. Well, right now you have the youngest team in the NFL, a very inexperienced team. My question is, do they have any of those guys where, let's say you stop Derrick Henry for for maybe like a two-yard loss, something like that. Who's going to be the guy that's going to be getting Derrick Henry's face saying, you want to do that again? Let's go. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure if I can describe that guy right
0: now. Yeah, but I think they proved to us last week they kind of have those guys because everybody and their brother said, you're going to lose this game. And they said, you know what? As a team, they bowed up and said, yeah, wait, watch this. Yeah. Wait until you see this. See, I think to get back to your Ramsey point, the guys they had on the team, what we learned about those teams is they were great front runners. When things go well, they do well and it piles on in a hurry and man, they can get away from you and look out. It's highlights all over the place. Yeah. But when things go bad, they kind of go into a corner a little bit and, and, not really want to go do the dirty work to get back up off off their butt. Now sure. that's a little bit very but, a, a wide view. I'm not calling yeah. anybody out. My point on this team is I feel like they might have the guys that want to do some dirty work. And if you want to do some dirty work, then you or you better be willing to do the dirty work to play against the Titans. No, exactly. You know? And I just don't know if the makeup of those guys, that team, the way they played fast and playmaking had the willingness to do it. You know, mm-hmm. you hear a lot, are you a willing tackler? Are you a willing blocker? Are you, you, you hear those terms around the facility? Yeah. Well, I think this team has, a may- maybe, we'll find out, we'll find out Sunday, do they have a willingness to get their nose dirty, bring that lunch pail, and and go toe-to-toe with you in the alley?
1: Yeah, Yeah. and you're going to have to. And this is one of those games, too, where, and we've seen it before how many times, Brent, Where it, when it goes south, it can go south quickly. I talked about it before. Tennessee's built to play close games. Right. But if they inflict their will on you and you do not respond and you just kind of wilt up and shrivel up, well, that's a bad look for you. Right. And I'm not just saying it's a bad look for that game, but that can carry with you week after week after week. That's why this game is so important to me, because you're kind of setting a precedent right now for, I think, how the rest of the season is going to go.
0: Yeah, it's a little it, it can be a stain mm-hmm. uh, and one that's hard to get off. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, uh, I want to mention real quick to T- Ryan Tannehill. Are you a little bit afraid of him? I mean, is is that where we're at with Tannehill? Like, do we tip our cap? Does he get it done? He's won a lot of
1: football games now in the last year and change. I'll tell you what, Brent. I would be afraid of you back there at quarterback if Derek Henry's playing on all cylinders. Because, yeah. I mean, if he's if he's picking up in the run game, that play action opens up so well, anybody can throw complete passes there. A right,
0: little thought on that. And then the wall that says it all, we go visit last week some of the critical plays. We've got that. Uh, Got a young man from dreams come true about something special they're doing in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, That's on the way. We've got our high school game of the week brought to you by Honda the Avenues uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. Plenty to talk about. Deion Sanders, he'll be the new head coach at Jackson State. How about that? Any other big-name stars that should be coaches? Austin Lane, maybe it's your next occupation. I thought you said big-name stars, bro. Yeah, I did. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
1: okay. That's a compliment for me. Yeah.
0: We'll put, on, put on a button on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. But we could really take this show off the rails if we wanted to go all, like, half politics, half sports.
1: Austin Lane. I we, mean, have you been on Twitter lately? Do you, do you want 100000 extra $100,000, do you want a scholarship? Let's go <laughs> politics when we get back here. Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690. What an hit him fast hit him early basically just him as hard as you can before he takes off running it's easier said than done for sure uh but you know we have a good game playing up against it, uh, this week so we're real confident on uh, on him in the offensive line and uh, we play him twice every year so we're kind of used to that and uh we're just excited for this matchup uh again i feel like a lot of guys that you know are doubting us and our talent level on this team in this roster actually and uh it's an exciting week and uh, i'm excited to play against him
0: that is Josh Allen, Jaguars defensive end. He will be on Jaguars All-Access tonight. We'll have him there virtually. <laughs> 7 o'clock on Fox 30. You can check it out. We'll be at the stadium. Josh Allen will join us each and every uh, Thursday night. That will be on Fox 30 at 7 o'clock tonight. Brent Martin Austin Lane. Coos here on a rainy Thursday on Action Sports Jackson on ESPN six nine, we're gonna do the wall that says it all in just a little bit. We got three plays to dissect, and uh, it will be fun. Especially if you're on the uh, video feeds, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter at four o'clock. Make sure you get there. Even Twitch, you can do that too. I mean, I I hate to be the whiny guy. Here we go. But aren't we all to the point? You said it now, so I'm not the only one. Like <laughs> no, I was it's... mad about the rain because I had a golf tournament to host on Monday. Sure, sure. But I mean, are we? Can we stop raining? <laughs> Like, can we give this to
1: California? They need it. The weather it. outside. Oh, good call, Brent. Yeah, the, the weather outside is weather right now, man. It's uh, it, it's doing Florida things, Brent. This is the price you pay for living in such a climate. It, it is. is. It is wacky, though.
0: I mean, yeah. this is the rainiest time. I guess we probably are always do this, and you get to a point where it's like, man, will it stop raining? Yeah. It has been the wackiest weather pattern, I feel like, around here in the last week and a half or so. I mean, this so. has been
1: and like it, the past three months, right? Like, well, I mean, it feels this is like so I don't consistent. think it's
0: as long as that. It's yeah. probably going on a good four weeks, though. Yeah. Uh, and we really can't complain. I mean, you got wildfires out in California. you got the, yeah. what was it, Hurricane Sally that just hit and really dumped a ton of water on the Panhandle and, and Gulf Shores and... So, uh, thoughts with all of those folks. We're just whining and complaining, I guess, but it is just bizarre. Uh, and you get to a point, you're like, just stop. Yeah. Stop raining, please. Yeah. Used to hate the rain. I hate the rain. Anyway, because I hate the rain as a kid. Because when they cancel baseball games and stuff, man, I just there in the window and, like, almost crying.
1: When you live in the country in the middle of, you know, Northland, Wisconsin with your grandparents and, like, Saturdays were playing football days and it rained and got canceled, what else was going to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean... So let's go ahead and watch... Sixty
0: minutes. When you get a chance Great. to play baseball three months out of the year right. in Rhode Island, yeah. and it rained and you lost a day, it was a
1: big thing. I bet, man. And not P- only hey, that, kids don't understand that. <laughs> the they, snow. Know. they don't. They'll never understand <laughs> trying to train it on a gym floor and like getting ready for the season. This is where I was different. I was so excited when those things got Spoiled. canceled because meant I could go play video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there it is. And plus you played basketball too, which was all. Oh, inside. The convenience here in a gymnasium. Yeah, yeah. The
0: uh, the, f- the worst one of all time would be like when you get the call. Like you'd go play a little league game, maybe at at that time maybe around five thirty, mm-hmm. and so you they coach would call you or your parents or whatever they call by the way not text or email at that time yeah. and they'd say <laughs> at four o'clock yeah. hey we called the game the rain yeah well, from 4:15 for the rest of the night, the freaking sun would be oh, shining, sunshine. and he'd be like, "Why did they stop the know, game? Why did they
1: cancel it?" Send him a fax right now. We're going back on. I know. Oh, dude, we're, we're in the exact same vote. And it's funny that you brought that up with baseball, though. Like, kids will never understand, You're like, because the way went, my freshman year, when I played baseball, you know, I mean, it's Wisconsin, so we had snow on the ground in the springtime. So we literally had to train in our like basketball gymnasium for like the first three weeks until all the snow melted on the field, I that hear we could you. go. Po- it's not baseball. No, it's not baseball. Throwing we went from the gymnasium gym. to the parking lot, then to the oh,
0: freezing, the frozen yeah, yeah. tundra of the, the, the field by too. April. We
1: were in the parking lot
0: too. <laughs> you know, yeah. with those yellow balls. Exactly. Yes. You
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> nothing screams baseball like wearing like your Jordan <laughs> NBA sneakers <laughs> and trying to you know catch some pot flies. Man, come on, yeah, man, unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, real thing. Did you have uh, metal tipped? Uh, spikes or not? Or do you have to have the rubber ones in high school?
0: No, in uh, high school, I think we had the metal. Yeah, metal? See, cause. I mean, definitely in college we did, yeah. but I think it was metal in okay. co- high yeah, school. Okay. Yeah, same
1: thing with us too. Pretty sure. Uh,
0: hey, by the way, Jags uh, injury report, really more so on the Tennessee injury report. AJ Brown, uh, did not practice today with a knee injury. Neither did Taylor Lewan. illness. You'd think he'd be back, and it doesn't, obviously, spec- it's not on a COVID list or anything like that, I don't, I, that I've seen. So, AJ Brown, though, is interesting at wide receiver. He was limited yesterday with a knee and then did not practice today. Something to keep your eye on, uh, for the Jaguars game on Sunday. A little quick, a quick thought here. Uh, we're gonna have more on Josh Allen. Josh Allen had some great comments again today. And and again, it's coming up tonight on Jaguars All Access, 7 o'clock on Fox 30. But Ryan Tannehill has really put together now a nice last calendar year, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh and to the point where I'm watching him the other day, man, and he looks confident. All right, his rece- he he got the best out of Corey Davis, a hundred yard game. Uh looks very much in control of that offense. I know they didn't score thirty five points, but should we be to the point where Tannehill has to be a little more respected than maybe I have in my mind because I remember Miami
1: Tannehill? <laughs> You have to respect him, right? Because it's one thing if you have a couple game winners here, here, and here. But, I mean, he had another one. Now, a lot of that's due to Steven Gaskowski or whatever, missing all those field I haven't said his name one time, right, this whole week. Is no, that, that was good. Because, really I mean, you missed all those field goals. It doesn't really matter what your name is. But uh, so with Ryan Tannehill, though, listen, man, he, he managed to manufacture another fourth, court, late, fourth quarter late in the game comeback. And those things don't go by the wayside. Teammates pick up on that. Obviously, coaches pick up on that. And the reason why the Titans went to the playoffs last year, like, yeah, it was because of Derrick Henry got his rhythm going a little bit. But it was also the the late quarter heroics of, you know, Ryan Tannehill. So he's earned my respect. Um, if he's a $100 million man, that's still up for debate, I think. But in terms of, of doing what he's supposed to do for Tennessee, I think it's hard to say that Ryan Tannehill's not a good player.
0: I think they um, will miss... I I think they made a mistake giving him 118 million. Mm. Okay, uh, and I think a lot of that, and I've said this before, is because I feel like I saw that story play out here in Jacksonville with Bortles, when they he took him on a nice ride, and then bam, they reward him. But with the compliment of Henry and what Derek does open up, and where he is in his professional career right now. That does bring in those tight ends, the screen plays, a lot of safe plays to make Tannehill look good. And if they call a good game to make him look good, he seems to execute it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I just feel like there's a rhythm about what they're doing in Tennessee that scares me. It's not like, oh boy, look at this. The arm, he's gonna Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes you up on a play. Yeah, not that. I just feel like there's a rhythm and execution, uh, a comfort level right now with that offense that does worry me. If I'm, uh, if I'd be lying if I said I'm not worried about that guy. No, I feel like they.
1: They, they, at times last year, could really put up some points now. Listen, And they, they should
0: have scored at least
1: 10 more the other night. It's hard to imagine that we can sit here and say Ryan is going to beat you himself. Yeah, but so. at the same time, Ryan Tannehill isn't going to lose a lot of games because of himself Let's either. just say
0: this. The Jaguars have lost to a lot of worse quarterbacks over the years <laughs> than Ryan Tannehill. True. Uh, that is fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, they'll have to try to go up there and beat him at their place. So, okay what went right for the Jacksonville Jaguars for the first time in 2020 we're taking to the wall that says it all get your Facebook Twitter twitch YouTube ready to go I guess like Instagram and Facebook were down earlier today I think Facebook's I so. back up Instagram cool. we can't play videos on there so that's yeah. why we're not on there
1: could we though is we're not allowed to oh we're not allowed to on Instagram, yeah. Oh, I'm going to record this and post it there. Well, there you go. So, but we Afterward. want you to be in tune right now live. With us. Yes, it's exactly. coming up next. Don't but miss out that on this. All
0: that says it all. Austin takes came us came there. In the Game on the way. On ESPN six nine. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menard.